Well, hey guys, welcome to episode 74 of the Because Why Not podcast. I'm coming in hot today, guys. Everyone is driving me crazy, and I'm here to tell you about it. I think this will be a relatable episode, and hopefully you'll leave not just high-fiving me about how annoying people are, but with some really powerful tools for how to handle it. I think it's a good one, guys. So enjoy it. Thanks for listening. If you would subscribe, pass it along to someone you think it might benefit and take a moment to leave a review in iTunes. It's so helpful. I'm so appreciative. Big hugs and kisses to you. Bye. Hi, my friends. Thanks for being here. Well, as you know, So much of this podcast is a cathartic experience for me. It's certainly how I began sharing my stories and putting it out there and feeling some sort of, well, first raging vulnerability and then some sort of healing from having done it. And that's what I I always hope that these podcasts even more so now are offering you a way forward and offering you tools and things that are helpful and help you think about things in a different way. But they're certainly still cathartic for me. And I am still working through things alongside you as I'm offering you input and advice and ideas and tools. Sometimes I've worked through them more than other times. Sometimes it's a fresh idea that has come to me and I'm doing it with you in real time. And as I said to Courtney the other day, it's um, coaching me, coaching you. I just realized that some of you may be new listeners. I refer to Courtney quite often. She's my best friend in Denver and she's very much my <laughs> my spiritual guide, my um fearless leader. I don't know. I, she's my best friend, but I'm very, um, I learn a lot from her and she speaks my same language. And so I will reference her quite a bit, but I was saying to her the other day that it's coaching me, coaching you, coaching you, coaching me. That's what this is. And I've said this before here that becoming a coach and being a coach such a wonderful thing about it is that it's constant, consistent coaching for me alongside coaching other people and learning and growing alongside of them. So I love that. And I'm truly grateful for that. But what I was getting at really is that these podcasts are often so cathartic for me. And while I do hope that today is helpful for you on some level. I also imagine that it may just, I don't know, make you laugh or make you nod your head. Hopefully give me a high five from wherever you are. Reach out to me and tell me that you are with me on this episode when I share it because I know I can't be alone in this and I want to find a way to work out my frustrations and irritations, and then also find a way that I can tie this to some sort of powerful spiritual tool and how we move forward. I think I can do it. I think I've got it laid out in my mind. (laughs) So let's see how it goes. Here's what's happening, guys. I am so irritated with people. I am so frustrated. And here's why. 
I am tired of other people not doing what they need to be doing in an efficient manner. And I am tired, more than tired, of them acting as if their time is more valuable than mine. Because no matter who you are, your time is not valuable than mine, not more valuable than mine. And guess what? My time is not more valuable than yours. So this is one thing that's got me really hot right now. (laughs) It is people wasting my time because I work really, really hard not to waste other people's time. It reminds me of recent stories that I heard of Madonna on her most recent tour, I guess, obviously right pre-COVID, but she would have people waiting for two to three hours before she would start her show. Like the ticket would say 8 p.m. and she wouldn't come on till 11. I heard stories of people waiting in Madison Square Garden for three, three and a half hours until she started singing. And why did she think that that was okay? Because she's Madonna. Oh my God, that just reminded me. Here I go on a tangent. But have you seen Working Girl, the movie Working Girl? Do you remember when (laughs) Joan Cusack is talking to Melanie Griffith? You know, Melanie Griffith is like playing this role of this wealthy Wall Street woman. She's playing the role of her boss. Her boss is laid up in a hospital in Switzerland. And she starts pretending to be her boss and to, to try to get ahead, um, pre-internet obviously. And, um, and Joan Cusack is telling her friend, Melanie Griffith, that she can't keep, um, pretending to be someone she's not. And she's like, you know, you can't keep going around doing that. And she says, I mean, I like to dance and sing around naked in my apartment. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will which is so funny. So if you've not seen Working Girl, that was a terrible Joan Cusack, but go see Working Girl. Do yourself a favor. Okay. Madonna feels like she can make people wait three and a half hours because she's Madonna. Here's the thing, Madonna. No one should have to wait three and a half hours for you to come on stage. I don't care who you are. Now, this all comes down to us treating each other fairly and with humanity. We are all human beings. We all deserve to be treated equally. Okay. That's on a macro level. That's the way things ought to be in my estimation. On a micro level, I want to say that I find it incredibly frustrating, but moreover, disrespectful when people don't respect my time. And I try hard because it's one of my most powerful spiritual tools, which I learned in the wonderful book, The Four Agreements. I work really hard on a daily basis not to take things personally because I know that it's all people's stuff. It's not my stuff. It's no reflection of me. It's people's stuff. So I try not to take things personally. However, when we are all people who are busy 
And every single one of us is busy. I don't care who you are. We all have a lot on our plate. And I don't want to hear from you how important you are, how much you have on your plate, what you're the CEO, MVP, VIP of, and why you take longer to get back to me or whatever it is. I don't care. We are all busy. We all have too much on our plates. Hopefully we've all slowed down a great deal over the last year and reassessed the way we want to move forward in our lives and have let some things go. And I am the poster child right now of working on letting things go. Um, but there is no world in which your time is more valuable than mine. Full stop, period. So if that's, first of all, if that's something, guys, I, I'm in my car, I'm in my carfus, which you know I love, and I have to turn on the air conditioning right now because I'm about to die. It's North Carolina summer, so I hope this won't be too loud. But um, there is no world in which your time is more valuable than mine. And there is no world in which someone else's time is more valuable than yours. And if that is not something that you have really sat with and metabolized and claimed ownership over and put into play in your own life, I am telling you to do that now. Live your life fully understanding and embodying the principle that your time is as valuable as anyone else's. Number one, this will allow you to stop being taken advantage of or treated poorly by other people. Number two, it will help you to start valuing other people's time. So I know that there are people who run late, you know, I, and I, I struggled with that for years because I was perpetually early or on time. And I had one friend who was perpetually 20 minutes late and it actually made me really annoyed. Like I, I found it so aggravating and I did take it personally before I had these tools. Now I have a friend who's perpetually 10 minutes late and I'm cool with that because you know what? I am very often 10 minutes late now, very often. Um, and my feeling is sort of, you know, 10 minutes or under, we're good. Like we are all doing the best we can. But I hope that you will hear this and put it into action. And we will all live in a happier world if we are treating each other with this sort of respect. So it's about time. And it's also just about uh, the, the other thing I was getting at was about people not working or being or moving through life in an efficient way, like just being like ding dong bobbleheads and being inefficient, taking a long time to do things or it reminds me of kids. Like it honestly reminds me of little boys. I was at the pool today with a bunch of little boys, my kids and friends, and it's like we can't go anywhere without people dropping things, leaving things behind. Where's your towel? Where are your shoes? Where's your change of clothes? Oh, we got to go back 10 times to get those things. It's like that. It's like chasing a little boy and keeping them all together in one package without them dropping shit everywhere. I have so little patience for people who are messy and not just messy, like messy. How am I saying this? Not just literally. Like if you have a messy shirt on, 
I, I don't know that I'm going to care about that. But like me- messy figuratively, like get your act together, pull it together. Let's all try and, you know, work efficiently. Now, this sounds really harsh and really rude. And you may be thinking to yourself, Grace, you sound like such a B word. And I, I really know that I do. I know that I do. And I also know that this is a symptom of being a successful, high achieving, perfectionistic woman. And these are not bad things. These are just traits that define me and define women I'm coaching. And the coaching process that I'm focusing on right now is about when you are a super high achiever in life, you go, 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 go. You do, do, do. You get so much done. You never slow down. You add so much to your plate. Um, and so I'm not going to get into the other stuff about that now because I just did a podcast on perfectionism. But one of the pitfalls of being an, a, a sort of a high level achieving person, and I'm not stating that in any way as an accolade right now, a pitfall is that other people can feel really annoying because they are moving too slowly or they are inefficient or they, oh my gosh, even speak too slowly, you know, have too much to say or want to talk too long or aren't focused on a schedule or are packing way less into their day so they're not in a hurry or they aren't familiar with deadlines because they don't have any or just any of these things. Now, these things are not a problem for those people, right? These people may be very, very happy with the way that they are living their lives. And they are free birds, and they are walking in the grass in their bare feet, and they're staring at the sky, and they may spill or break something or take two weeks to respond to an email or longer, and that may be just fine for them. And they're sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum of the people who fancy themselves busy and important and um, will not make time to respect other people's time. So there's sort of two ends of the stick here, or maybe there's a spectrum. I think there's a spectrum, but yeah, I am not talking about high achieving as an accolade here. It is a hindrance to me and my people because it's very easy when you're someone who's able to do a million things in a day. You're also able to multitask like an MFR is what I was going to say. I can multitask and most moms and women can, but I can multitask like nobody's business. And I can do 400 different things in a day and do them all pretty well. Now that's a little dysfunctional. So I don't want to, I'm not touting that. I'm just simply saying how it is. And that's something that I've really had to work on. And again, coaching me, coaching you. But a pitfall of it is that I can do so much in one day. I am able to do so many things at one time. I am a strong communicator. I operate at a very high level that it's easy for me to find the general public annoying. And that's tough. Like, that's tough for me and that's tough for them. 
do any of you experience this? Is this a thing for you? Um, it reminds me actually in the eighties. So go back to the eighties with me for a minute. If you were there the first time around, think of one of your favorite memories from the late eighties, music and fashion. My sister's four years older than me and always felt so super fashionable because I was like dorky middle school and she was like cool high school. But I think it was like in 1987, 88 when it was this phase with the rhinestone jewelry and buttons. So she wore a lot of rhinestone jewelry, a la Madonna, who keeps showing her face in this podcast today. Um, Madonna, but she also wore a lot of buttons in her jean jacket that, um, had little sayings on them. They used to sell those everywhere in the eighties. I mean, it, it would be everything from like who farted to, um, I don't know, but she had a button in the eighties that she wore on her jean jacket. Mary, are you listening? Hello? Are you listening? I love to talk with Mary about the 80s because there's nothing like talking about a time that someone lived through with you. Um, I love having someone out there in the world who has lived the life that I've lived. So, okay, she had a button on her jean jacket that said, those of you who think you know everything are very annoying to those of us who do. And... I never understood it, but it's actually amazing because Mary is one of the world's greatest know-it-alls and, um, she is an Olympian know-it-all. She cannot be beat. She knows it all. And if she doesn't know it all, she is certain that she does, or she will hold her ground. You will hold your ground (laughs) she likes to say often mistaken, never in doubt, um, which I love. But anyway, that button, those of you who think, you know, everything are very annoying to those of us who do. And that's kind of where I am. Like I'm sitting here saying these people are super annoying to me because I'm not annoying. Now I'm likely in this way, very annoying to people who operate in a different way. And I think this is something that I've encountered. I know it's something I've encountered for 20 years and did encounter for 20 years with event planning and which I still encounter, um, in that capacity from time to time and in life in general, from time to time and in business of any kind, like you know, with anything I'm doing, I come up against people who operate in a different way and I can be very patient and very respectful until I'm not. And then I just lose it and I, I find it so frustrating. So I think you've heard my point. It's hard living in the world as me. It's hard living in the world as a woman who can get so much shit done in one day. Am I right? So much done in one day, so much even done in one hour. Guys, I'm sitting at a baseball practice in my car recording a podcast before I go exercise and will then bring my son home and make dinner and 
finish the laundry and that is literally like the half of the cherry on the top of the Sunday of this day. I mean, that's what we do as women. We are very powerful creatures. You know that. Um, but so how do we deal with the fact that we move through the world in this high achieving way and that other people don't? Oh gosh. Let's tap into some basic spiritual tools. And this is a great example of coaching me, coaching you. So patience can be really hard to come by. I am not an inherently patient person. Um, Many of you close to me may know that. Um, I am far more patient than I ever was before having children because having children will do that to you. But when I'm not able to muster patience or empathy for someone who may be struggling in life, a good old deep breath will help and taking a pause, taking a step back and choosing not to respond to the email or the phone call or the text in that moment. That is an old school, very basic way of responding to people who are frustrating. Don't send the email. Don't write the letter. Don't send the text. Don't make the phone call in haste when you are frustrated with someone. Take a pause, take a beat, take a deep breath or two or three, step away, give yourself 10 minutes, give yourself an hour, and then return to it with clarity and when you can be nice. Something I struggle with, which may or may not surprise you, Um, I can struggle to be nice when I'm irritated with people. I really can. And, um, now I'm not outwardly rude, but you know, I can become sort of terse and quick and like snap, snap, not snapping my fingers at people. That's not what I mean, but like, okay, let's do this. Like just, you know, being terse, um, and lacking in the friendliness and the warmth and the compassion. That's how I can be. And I really like to lead my life and my communication with love and empathy and compassion, especially at this time in my life. So, you know, coming from a place of frustration um, and a lack of empathy and compassion is, is not a comfortable place for me. So take a pause, don't respond, give yourself a moment, I think that's a really, really, really good tool. The deeper spiritual tool comes back to words I just used, empathy and compassion, and to really remembering and reminding yourself that the people with whom you're dealing, even if they are extremely frustrating, are human beings. And we all are doing the best we can. We are doing the best we can. Some of us may be trying a little harder than others at certain times, but you never know what's going on in someone's life and what is happening in their life that's difficult or making things difficult for them. You never know what's holding them back. Maybe they have a sick parent. Maybe they're not feeling well. You know, maybe they're really stressed out. Maybe something's going on with within their house. That that's happening a lot, especially right now, with marriages, with financial problems, with job changes. 
You never know what's going on with someone, even in the best of times. And this goes back to my podcast on perfectionism. You know, so many people are putting up fronts about everything being absolutely a-okay and even better. And inside, they're crumbling. So, you know, when we lead with empathy and compassion, we understand and we remember that everyone is a human being and everyone has struggles. It doesn't matter how privileged you are in your life. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how successful someone seems or how glorious their life appears to be. Everyone is struggling in some way. So that really, really helps me. Those are two really, really good tools. Um, you know, I think a third really good tool speaks to the high achieving woman who's multitasking, trying to do too much. And it really is about being willing to slow down, being willing to take things off your plate and be willing to be okay with things moving a little bit more slowly in your life. Now, if you're trying to get an answer to something in a timely fashion, if you're planning a wedding and managing a budget and you need someone to respond to you and you've been trying to get an answer from them for over a year, you know, then you have to set a boundary there. That's where I'm going with that boundaries. You know, you can't just embrace the flow and be okay with things taking longer. When you're dealing with business, you have to, you know, go out and get what you need. And that can be very frustrating when people don't rise up to meet you. Um, but so let's talk about that in two parts. One, if you're not talking about business, you're just talking about doing so much and wanting people to operate at a high level alongside with you and they're not, then you've got to be willing to understand that people operate in a different way that you, than you do. If you're unable to understand that, then be willing to show up for yourself in this way. Move more slowly, be willing to work on going with the flow more, be willing to allow things to take a little bit longer without you getting so wound up, be willing to remove something from your plate because when you have less on your plate, then you're trying to do fewer things in one day and you're not overextended and therefore frustrated when you can't check things off your list. The list has to become shorter coaching me, coaching you, right? (laughs) Is that the name of my new ABBA song? Sounds like an ABBA song. Coaching me and coaching you. Uh Um, that was bad. Um, okay. Boundaries. This is the last spiritual tool I will touch on with this whole download I'm giving you today. Um, setting boundaries is really important. You know, Not everyone is going to operate or manage things in life the way that you do. And there are going to be people who are frustrating. So if you need to wrap something up and get this person out of your life or finish your communication with this person because they are about to drive you to drink or you're feeling the pressure in your chest or it's causing other uncomfortable responses for you 
then you have got to set a boundary with that person and either give a date by when you need to wrap up your communication with them or get what you need from them or whatever, or you need to set the boundary of how seldomly you'll see them, how seldomly you'll talk to them, or you need to set the boundary of removing them and the situation from your life. Setting boundaries. Oh my gosh, we've talked about this so many times before, but it is the ultimate in spiritual tool for success and happiness and fulfillment and greater inner peace and connection and enjoyment of your life. Setting boundaries, saying no, and being willing to put parameters around things that are driving you crazy. It doesn't have to go on indefinitely. You don't have to continue to have someone in your life who isn't respecting your time or who moves through life in such a way that it is so aggravating to you and you can't stand dealing with them. You've got to find a way to shift your way out of that scenario and boundaries are the way. I am not going to do that anymore. You know, whatever it is, if you have to have a client that you need to give to someone else, or you need to, you know, know when the time with the client's going to end and be willing to set boundaries until that time within that relationship or set boundaries with friends, set boundaries with, with children and husbands and partners, set boundaries with, with anyone in anything that is giving you that feeling of wanting to go postal and claw someone's eyes out. Um, it's not a healthy feeling to be so wound up. It's like me today, so wound up. And the way through it is all of these things, taking deep breaths, not responding with anger, remembering to take some time until you feel like you can respond with kindness and clarity remembering someone's humanity, leading with empathy and compassion as best you can, setting boundaries, and all you busy people out there, busy ladies, high-achieving go-getters, being willing to slow down, remove some things from your plate. All of these things are connected. All of these things are connected. And I can tell you because I am living this life. I am doing these things. And I know I would be far less irritated with people's inability to work and move through life efficiently and to respect my time if I had more time and if I had more flow and if I had less on my plate. So that is very much something I am working mindfully and actively consciously and in real time to do is to remove things from my plate so I can not only be more present with my children and be where I am and enjoy what it is I'm doing and maybe record more podcasts, which is like the thing that brings me the most joy. Um, but also so that I can just be in more flow, you know, and just be trying to tick fewer things off a checklist day by day. My last nine months have been trying to get through a checklist as long as Santa's Christmas wish list every day, it feels like. And that is not possible, not sustainable, and someone is going to end up hurt in the end. And it is certainly the person on the end of the phone who is not respecting my time. 
but that is not their fault and I have to be able to look inside, you know, as I love to talk about, level up by looking in. And the only way to level up in this scenario is for me to have greater flow in my life, which is going to be a function of setting greater boundaries and seeing people as human beings and being willing to take on less in my life. Okay. Did I do a good job wrapping that irritation up with a pretty bow? I hope I did. I feel better. Let's take a deep breath. Oh, in through my nose, out through our mouths. God, I feel better. Do you feel like I just, I don't know, release something. It's so helpful to talk things through. And that is why coaching is great. And recording this podcast is great pick up the phone and call a friend if that's the therapy you need. I'm going to go take a walk in the blazing North Carolina heat until baseball practice is over, but that will feel great. I'm going to listen to a funny podcast and laugh and let some of this ish go. My mantra lately has been, I am flexible, I am free. I am flexible, I am free. And I like to repeat certain things to myself every single day as a way of training my mind to believe them and also manifesting them in my life because I do believe that's the way things come to be. When we um, tell ourselves things, we believe ourselves. And when we say things over and over, we believe them to be true and we also start to live our life that way and manifest manifest it. And I am creating and manifesting more flexibility in my life and my schedule and greater freedom in all of the ways. And one of those ways will mean that I can show up um Yeah. Thanks again for being here, sending you lots of love. And as I always say, I hope you can take time for yourself because you deserve it, especially if you've been dealing with frustrating people. So have a great day and I'll be back with you soon. Bye. 